This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Real quick, uh, I'll get to, get to you guys on the phone in just one second, but uh, I want to talk about uh, the Fletcher Cox situation and where we were with Fletcher Cox a year ago at this time. And and now with the benefit of hindsight, what the Eagles did and what they should have done in that spot. You know, at this point last year, it, it was, you know, Fletcher Cox had the one year left on his deal. The, you knew he was coming up for a, for a big payday and he was going to get you know, paid a really large sum of money based on the Endomican Sue contract, which was really the the template from a few years before when he signed that free agent deal with Miami. And that was kind of the standard for a, a high-priced defensive tackle. And the Eagles decided to give him the money. And I, at the time, I'm not going to lie, I thought that was the right move. I thought giving Fletcher Cox the money, paying him... um and keeping him here and building your defense around him was the right move, especially trans as you transitioned from a 3-4 over to a 4-3. I thought, as being that three-technique defensive tackle, I thought Fletcher Cox, that was the perfect fit for his talents. That was where he, the, the system that he should have been playing in his entire career, and I would, have, I would have signed him that deal. But I'll tell you what, looking back and seeing everything we've seen since, and not just... The fact that he's not going OTAs. It, this really has nothing to do with the fact that Fletcher Cox skipped OTAs this past week. But just looking at, at the rest of this team and looking at, you know, the way he, in my mind, underperformed last season. In retrospect, I would not have given Fletcher Cox that contract and I probably would have traded him. And you know, Cesar Gramenzi, my producer, made a good point before the show that you probably would have gotten best value for Fletcher Cox two years ago when he still had a year left on his rookie deal and then that fifth-year option um, that you get for first-round picks before re-signing him uh, to, the, to the big contract extension. But I still would have traded him last offseason looking back on it now. At the time, I wouldn't have done that. At the time, I would have done what Howie did, which was give him the money and build your defense around him. But I just look at it now, and I think about the fact that you could have saved all that money, and you could have allocated that elsewhere to, to plug other holes on your team that you still have. Like, I love the Sidney Jones pick, and I, and I like the Rasul Douglas pick. I, I think... They're, they're going to be good players down the line, but I don't know how much they're going to help you this year. I don't think Sidney Jones is going to play this year. I don't know how good Rasul Douglas is going to be this year. I, he's a rookie third-round pick. He, he's probably going to start because you don't have anybody else, but maybe you could have spent that money on bringing in a corner or two to come in and help your team. 
and you could have probably gotten a second-round pick. You know, you're not going to get a ton for Fletcher Cox because whoever takes him is going to have to sign him to a, a massive contract, so they're not going to want to shell out that money and give you valuable draft picks as well. But you could have gotten a pick for Fletcher Cox. You could have gotten something to build going forward with. And I want to know from you, looking back on it now, and really this is kind of separate from the OTA conversation, but would you have traded Fletcher Cox looking back on it, looking back at last offseason when, when Howie gave him the money? And I, as I said, I agreed with it at the time. I thought it was the right move. I didn't want Fletcher Cox to leave. I still think Fletcher Cox, you know, despite all this, is a good player. But from what I saw from him last year, he's not a player worth the contract that the Eagles gave him. And you knew you were overpaying for him regardless. But that And that's what really irritates me more than anything, I think, when you really get to the core of this OTA thing and why I'm so irritated by this. It's that this guy is coming off a massively disappointing season. And he should be he should be ticked off. He should be here ready to prove himself, ready to prove to the critics out there and the organization that you were right to give me this deal. I am worth this money. And the fact that he's not here shows me that maybe he doesn't have that drive. Maybe that just isn't that important to him. Maybe he's just looking to cash. And he cashed, and maybe he's content with that. I don't know. But I'd love your opinion on that, as well as the OTA thing. You know, are you as as angry as I am about the OTAs? And would you have, looking back on it, would you have signed Fletcher Cox to this massive deal, or would you have looked to trade him last offseason? 888-729-9494. pound nine four nine four on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Also, overrated people out there, whether it's music, sports, um, entertainment, whatever. Love, love to hear from you on that as well. And also, uh, want to hear your, your Memorial Day weekend plans. What do you got going on this weekend? As uh, the big day really kicks into full swing Sunday with Memorial Day weekend, and uh, I think Sunday's the biggest party day. I think people are so excited to have off Monday that Sunday is really the big day of Memorial Day weekend. What do you got going on this weekend as we head forward? Um, through the holiday weekend. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. So I'm Tom Kelly. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Mark in West Philly. Mark, you're on WIP. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing tonight? What's up, Mark? How you doing? I think you sleep And I hear from a lot of callers I've been listening to. They try to equate it to themselves. It sounds like you're mad because he's making this money. Let me just ask you a quick question. Do you think the Eagles, Jeffrey Lloyd, the head office is an all-on people? Do you think they're pretty smart people? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think they're smart people, yeah. What they saw over a body of work, well, obviously that this man was worth paying this much money to. I don't think they just gave it to him. Fletcher Cox earned that money. He didn't just walk in and say, give me $100 million, and they gave it to him. He earned it. Are we, are we agree so far? Yeah, he earned, he earned a plan on his rookie deal, yeah. Okay. And when you say essentially it means it's mandatory – no, you have to be precise. Either it's voluntarily or it's mandatory. It's voluntarily, I have the option. Don't get mad because I choose an option that everybody else who 
Well, Mark, 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 if if it's really optional, why are 95% of the players in the league at these workouts? Because maybe 95 of them aren't at the level of Fletcher Cox. So they're they're not as important. So Fletcher Cox is too important to go is what you're saying. No, I'm not saying it's more important. What I'm saying is he exercises options. I'll give you a perfect example. At my job and other jobs, too, they have workshops. Most of the time, the workshops are when you're not working, okay? So when you don't go to this workshop, it's not held against you. But at the way you're explaining it, you should go to work every day. Because Yeah, you should go to work. He just had four months off, Mark. He just had four months off. Can you definitively tell me that you know this man didn't do nothing for four months? No, I'm sure he's been working out. But he should. why why can't he be there for the three days when the whole team's together in town? Why, like, why, why is he too important for that? It's not that he's too important. He has other options, which he chose. Now, I, one thing I do guarantee you is that if he went to this three-day voluntary workout and tore his ACL, the conversation would be totally flipped. Oh, my God, why'd he go? It was voluntary. He shouldn't have went. He had the option not to go. You can't have it both ways. The man chose it. He knew he had a bad season yeah. last year. But, you know, Ray Lewis, Troy Palomaro, you know how many Hall of Fame people or high-caliber people don't go to OTAs? Yeah, later in their later in their careers when they're when they're trying to save no. their their bodies. Yeah, no, not all of them. Not later in their careers, them. I have no problem with Jason Peters not being there. No, Jason Peters is an older player. He shouldn't be. He doesn't need. He needs to you know conserve his body. Fletcher Cox. He's the second most important player on this team. Most important player on this team. Mark, would you have a problem with, if Carson Wentz didn't go? Honestly, honestly, the, the reason why I would have a problem with Carson Wentz is because this is his second year. He's still grasping. He's still learning. I'm quite Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is a pro bowler. Okay, so Mark. He's picked by his peers. So obviously he knows what he's doing. So Mark, you're telling me, okay, one second though. So you're telling me three years down the line, Carson Wentz, say he's a pro bowler, you know, he's he's the leader of the team. He gets a new contract. Three years down the line, you won't have a problem with when when Carson Wentz decides he doesn't want to come to OTAs? I don't think, I'm not sure that's true. No, to be quite, if you. Let's look at the perspective. If you go by the rule of what the law is in the NFL, no, you shouldn't be. But you would be because he's the quarterback. He's us as a society and the league put him as the, the high focal point of the team. Right. Not a, not a defensive tackle. But if you look at Carson Wentz as the leader of the offense and you look mm-hmm. at Fletcher Cox as the leader of the defense, as Fletcher Cox has said he wants to be, what's the difference? What is the difference? Well, Fletcher Cox has said he wants to be the leader of the defense. In my mind, this is not demonstrating leadership. Well, if he comes into camp and he's he on should, point. He has to come to camp. He better come well, to camp. When he comes in and if he's on point, then they're going to follow him anyway. But like I said, don't make it voluntary and then get mad when they choose not to do it. Yeah, because that, if, that's, if that's the case, that means at your job and in every other job, when you're off, and they have something going on that you can learn, and you don't go in, I should hold you to that same standard, regardless of how money you make, how much money you make. But, Mark, the you, underst- the- you understand that these, are, that these are optional because of this, the collective bargaining agreement. This is what the players have negotiated, and this is, this is you know, you wording. negotiated it? Yeah, and I, can- I get it. I get it. I understand. And, and, but it's, it's for players mainly who have contract issues, players who want no. a new contract. It is, Mark. It's not written that way. We assume it's that way because we've seen it done that way, and that's how it's been done unofficially. It's not written. That's that the way. Te- the optional is it's, the technical word for okay, it. Okay, so but, then I, okay, I chose Mark, the option. Mark, yeah, so, I get it, Mark. But give me one second here. Okay, but it's trust me. It is commonly recognized around the league that you should. 
be at these things unless you have a good excuse, unless you have a contract dispute. It is more normal for you to be there. And when you're getting compensated like he is and he's a leader of this team as he wants to be, he should be in camp. But he's getting compensated that way because he earned that. You can't take that from him because all of a sudden he, he you know, he's making a hundred million dollars. He earned that over years. But that's what that's what okay. scares me, Mark, is that now he's earned it. And now he feels like he's above going to these things. Well, we don't, we don't know that yet. You're assuming that, and and go back to the point that you just made. You said it's commonly known that way. Okay, but this, is that the right way? Just because it's commonly done, we commonly walk across the street against the light. But we know it's not the law. Yeah, but uh, and so I, it's a lot of things. It's, so you can equate it a lot of different ways. I don't see what the big fuss is. And like I said earlier, let that man would have came in here and tore something up. Yeah, I guarantee I, I, you, but you nobody can't look at it that way. You can't look at it. And I appreciate But you the, can't look at it that way, too, though. Yeah, you uh, can't have it both ways. I, I appreciate the call, Mark. we got to move right, on. I, thanks. I, appreciate, I do appreciate it. You know, I, and I'd love to hear from you if you do feel the same way Mark does. I, I can't. I, I just can't bring myself to wrap my head around that way of thinking though. I really can't. And and it's 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 incredibly frustrating to me because the way Mark said it is kind of what I'm objecting to is that okay, Car um Fletcher Cox earned this contract by playing, you know, his first 4 years at an extremely high level he earned this contract. You know, that's good for him. But the bottom line is he's coming off a bad year. Based on what is expected from him, he's coming off a bad year. He should be here trying to get better, doing everything he can to get better. And I, know if you want to really, you know, look look at look at it and and hide behind that technical term that it is optional. That the word optional is in it. Fine, but trust me, people around the league. Know that you are expected to be there unless you have a real reason. There's a reason why 95 to 98% of players in this league are at OTAs right now. Because it is expected of you. And you were supposed to be there. Bottom line. And I just, I can't bring myself to, to think that way and, and and think that Fletcher Cox is entitled to not be here. I think he should absolutely be in town right now working out with his team. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. So let's squeeze in Joe and Winslow. Joe, you're on 94 WIP. Hey, Mark. How you doing, man? It's great to hear I mean, Tommy, I'm sorry. No, no, pro- no problem, Joe. No problem, man. How's it going? I was, I was driving home. You energized me. I was tired from work. I got home. I tweeted you, and I can't believe, you know, I'm outraged that he's not in camp. Listen. He's the big dog on the defense. He got paid. He's the highest player. He owes it to his teammates and the team to be there for all the workouts to show solidarity as a teammate. That's number one for me. Two, he got market value on his contract, and I wouldn't trade him like you were saying earlier, but I don't agree with anything Mark said earlier, Uh, you know, the last caller. I mean, he should be there. He should be there for a lot of reasons. The money should be a gigantic reason for guys like you and me don't get paid, you know, for what yeah, we do. And, you know what I mean. And this is the thing, and I'm not even looking at it from that perspective. I'm not looking at it as, you know, comparing his money to my money because it is it's two completely different things. It's a completely different business. You know, they 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 get athletes are gonna get paid a, a ton of money just the way it is these days. But 
That's exactly when right. it's that what he's getting paid is a ton of money, even by athlete standards. And when well, you're getting you know, paid that way, you're getting paid like a franchise player, and you say you want to be a leader, go in and lead. Go in correct. and lead. Correct. I, I that's where I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, the money alone speaks volumes to me because he's he's you know he's the the, the highest paid player on defense. He should be there, and and. And it's not because of the money. It's because you said, you know, last season he had a down season. He did. I mean, and a mo- I think most uh, guys that uh, get that type of contract have some down seasons. But here's the thing I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, about the stupid plays he had last season. You're right. They cost us big time in some big games. They were huge. I mean, that, that, that penalty he had in the Detroit game cost them that game. It literally did. That, that was in the first half, and that, that, that was part of, if you remember, the Eagles dug themselves a big hole in that game. They came out and played very well in the second half, still lost. Ryan Matthews had a big fumble. But the, the, that was a big reason they lost that game is because Fletcher Cox had a dumb penalty, and he had a dumb penalty the next week against Washington, and he had a dumb penalty late in, later in the season, too. I, I forget exactly which game. But he had a lot of, a lot of bad penalties which hurt him last year. But do you think that's part of Jim Schwartz's aggressive defense because he had the same problem with his defenses uh, in in Detroit? No, I think I, I, mean, I think, my bigger issue with yeah. Jim Schwartz. I don't think I don't think his his defense has anything to do with you know um, no I think committing penalties the, I or anything. I think it's the way he talks to his players to be aggressive to you know you yeah. know come up field. That's their whole his thing is to come up field. Yeah, the so, bigger. I mean, you're. Yeah, the bigger issue I have with his defense, Joe, is that uh, uh, Jim Schwartz's defense is so predicated off the front four getting pressure is that he will never adjust and he won't blitz when needed. And part of that's because you're exposed on the outside and you don't have the corners that that can hold up out there. But sometimes he's got to make adjustments. He didn't do that last year. And, you know, hopefully Derek Barnett will help with the pass rush. And, you know, hopefully Fletcher Cox has a better season. You wish he was here. But, um... Yeah, I think that's my bigger issue with Jim Schwartz. I don't think his his philosophy is necessarily, you know, contributing to the penalties. Okay. One other thing before you let me go sure. real quick. It's great to hear you late night. Uh, well, all the listeners out there, it's the first time I heard you, Tommy. It's a great, fresh voice in Philadelphia. Wish you all the luck. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. I hope, I hope you hear you again many times on late night. Thank uh, thanks. So I appreciate much. it, Joe. Yep. Uh Hope you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's 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 really that's really it. That uh, that's really it when it comes down to it. Is I I just feel like if you're a leader and you you have said you want to be a leader and you're getting compensated and it, at that level and it's not it's not just that he's getting paid a lot of money because trust me I know athletes make more money than we do everyday people you know whether you're construction worker, you got a desk job or you're you're like me working here, you know, it, it your athletes are on a different level, that's just the way it is, but he's getting paid a lot as far as athletes go, as far as football players go. He's getting paid to be a franchise player. He's getting paid to be the leader of that defense and I just feel like he should be here with his team. 888-729-9494 pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Mike and Richie hang right there. Mike, I want to give you the full um, amount of time, uh, so we'll get you right after the break. But um, what do you think? What, are, are you as mad at me, as I am about this Fletcher Cox thing? I find it really disheartening that he 
he couldn't bring himself to show up for these workouts. He thought vacation was more important. I thought as a leader of this team, he should be here. Also, would you have traded Fletcher Cox last offseason with the benefit of hindsight? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. but would you, would you have traded Fletcher Cox now when you see what's transpired since then, the season he had last year? And, and just the fact that maybe you could have gotten, you know, a second round pick and you could have spent that money elsewhere. What would you have done in that situation? And give me your overrated people. Mine are Bruce Springsteen and Doc Emmerich. I find them both to just, everybody seems to kind of, you know, look at them very reverently and be, you know, upset whenever you criticize them. I think they're both a little overrated. Would love your overrated people, sports, entertainment, uh, music, whatever. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. I'm Tom Kelly. Find me on Twitter at Tommy Kelly 44 WIP Sports Time 322. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Just talking with Cesar Gramenzi, my producer, during the break. Um, We're talking about the defense and Fletcher Cox and, and who is the leader on that defense and you know, I don't view Fletcher Cox, you know, Fletcher Cox says he wants to be the leader, and this is even before OTAs. I don't view him as the leader on that defense. A guy I think is the leader on that defense, obviously, you have Malcolm Jenkins, who is the veteran guy now and, you know, has been here for a few years. But I think the guy who in the future is going to be the leader in that defense is Jordan Hicks. You know, Jordan Hicks is a guy I view, and I think... Is going to be is going to be the guy who's really the leader on that defense and and kind of and kind of leads the way and and you know and I and I don't know if he would miss OTAs you know I just don't think I, I just don't think this is something that a guy who truly wants to be a leader does and I'd love to get your opinion on it do you, do you think that this is a big deal that Fletcher Cox isn't here in the grand scheme of things will it have a dramatic effect on their win-loss record this upcoming season? Probably not. But I, th- I think he should be here, bottom line. And I think it's, 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 it's embarrassing that he's not. And also, in hindsight, would you, have, would you have signed him to this big contract? You know, looking back, on, I, I thought at the time, I thought it was the right move. I was calling for them to do it. I didn't think you could get, let a guy like Fletcher Cox go, but looking at it now... He didn't have the kind of impact in Jim Schwartz's defense that I thought he would last year. I thought in a three-technique scheme where he would be the three-technique D-tackle, I thought he'd be a terror. And he wasn't. You know, and I don't want to hear the crap about it. He was getting double-teamed. You know, great players overcome that double-team. Warren Sapp used to get double-teamed. He used to make plays. You know, the, the greats find a way to still make things happen and and he wasn't able to do it last year and I, I think looking back on it I may I may not have um I may not have signed that deal. I might have uh, explored a trade. And also your overrated people, um whether it's any aspect of, of life, music, entertainment, sports, anything minor, uh Bruce Springsteen and hockey announcer Doc Emmerich. So I'd love to get your Take on my overrated people, whether you think I'm I'm um, merited or not to have those guys as my overrated. I don't know if merited was the right word there. It probably wasn't, but uh, that's fine. And also, your overrated people love to get your take 
on that as well. Let's go back to the phones. Mike in South Philly. Mike, you're on 94 WIP. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Tom? Good. How you doing, Mike? Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, uh, well, for the Fletcher Cox thing, I personally don't care, but that's just because the minutia and the ancillary NFL-related things from mini camps to even training camp. Like, as, you know, as recently as like seven years ago, I used to, you know, be glued to my computer screen for any training camp-related news, every tidbit, every video clip. And honestly, over the years, every, any, any minutia like NFL event over the last, you know, several years of my life has just really worn on me, and I just think the NFL is so overkill with their year-round desire to just grab headlines, and it's kind of worn on me. But I personally, I mean, I can understand why somebody would have a problem with it. It's just that I just, I'm just so over OTAs at this point. I, I just couldn't care less. If the whole team didn't show up, I wouldn't bat an eye. But I don't think the mandatory thing, like, you know, it's, it's not mandatory that you give some, you know, your mother a card for her birthday, but you do it because it's the right thing to do. And, right. You know, so even though it's not mandatory, you know, if you want to be, you know, if you want to be the best player possible and, you know, and I don't think it's going to impact his game in any way, but it certainly doesn't hurt to show up. And anybody can get hurt at any time. I don't really buy the injury thing. I mean, if, 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 if Carson Wentz blew his knee out tomorrow, I don't think anybody would call the station and say he shouldn't have been there. You just say it's, it sucks that it happened, but. You know, they wouldn't have been mad at him for going. Right, and, and I agree with you, Mike. And that's that's the thing is like, like you said, it, it, it's probably not going to affect his game that much. Him not being here, it's not even about him as much as it is setting an example for the rest of the guys on the team. You know, when you are viewed as one of the faces of the franchise, one of the one of the leaders on this team, it just it's just a bad look not to be there. Basically, in my opinion. Yeah, it probably is. Um, I don't mind. I mean, Peters, I, I, it, that's, that's understandable. It's a different situation. He's, he's already come off two major injuries. It's probably his last year. If not his last year in the NFL, it's definitely his last year at the Eagles. Right. With, um, P, with Peters, I look at it as it's kind of like akin to an NBA uh, player, you know, managing minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, but, I mean, if, uh, if Fletcher Cox has a big year, and I hope he would with – uh, Tim Jernigan, opposite him, you know, it's a better pass rusher than uh, Betty Logan. Uh, hopefully, uh, upgraded pass rush with Chris Long and Derek Barnett. Uh, he should have more opportunities. If he doesn't, people are going to go back to this. And if he plays well, nobody's going to remember this. So that's, I mean, to me, that's how it all shakes out in the end. Yeah, it's really the bottom line. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Um, now, there's something that's been really getting on my nerves lately. And it's not, it's not so much anybody's fault. It's just a way. It's just one of those overkill things. I'm just I'm I'm getting tired of the I'm getting tired of hearing the phrase, but he doesn't fit with Ben Simmons. Like, like, going you know I love the NBA draft. The NBA is my favorite sport, and it's like an event for me, just like you know for, for the NFL draft. I love going into a draft and just looking at prospects as they are. However, this year it doesn't matter whether you hear fans, whether you hear pundits, analysts. The, what's the first thing they always say? Can he play with Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. I love De'Aaron Fox, but doesn't really fit great with Ben Simmons. I like Josh Jackson, but not the best fit with Ben Simmons. And it's just starting to really wear on me. Like I'm just tired of looking at prospects that way. I just want I, I just want to get a good player, and I'm and I'm sick. And it's not Ben Simmons' fault. Like I don't want to sound like I'm blaming Ben Simmons. It's, it's he has nothing to do with this at all. But like we're doing this for a player that hasn't even played a second in the NBA yet, and we're we're basically trying to construct an entire roster around the guy who we all think is going to be a great player, but we don't know yet. Right. Like, so what if you construct, what if you draft 
every player in this draft to fit around Ben Simmons. And then all your free agent signings are all made to fit around Ben Simmons. And we get on the court, and Ben Simmons is just okay. Right. Then you constructed your entire team around a guy who's not that good. And I agree, I agree with you, Mike, that you've you got to look at, you know, for the most part, best player available. In the NBA, that's normally just what you do. You draft best player available. With that being said, though, I'll tell you what, I do think Ben Simmons is the real deal. I yeah, do, do think he's going to be an absolute beast. But basically what I'm getting at is, like, if you're picking in the top three, like, if they pass on a guy who they have ranked higher on their board because he's not a perfect fit with Ben Simmons, then I'm going to be pretty ticked off. And there'll be no way to prove it because they're not going to release their board to the public, of course, unless you're the Orlando Magic and you get a picture taken in front of a whiteboard. But uh, um, if, if they have a guy, like if Josh Jackson's the best player on their board, but they're worried about the fit because of his jumper, don't pass on him from Malik Monk. Who you right. think, you know, you take the best player because they don't have to fit perfectly. Talent wins in the NBA, right. and you can always sign guys that are better fits. I'm, cur- I'm curious, Mike. Who do, you, who do you like at three? Who, who ideally, uh, other than Fultz, say Fultz is off the board, right. who would you like to be there at three for? You know what's funny? Like, I lean very, very, very slightly toward Josh Jackson, but to be honest, uh, Tom, if, if I'm going to pick my ideal option, I'm trying to trade the pick because you look at any player from three to eight, Every single one of them has a butt. Right. Josh Jackson, his jumper, major question. And I'm not even talking about just with Ben Simmons. Like, if he doesn't develop a jumper, he's just going to be a decent player. He's not going to be an all-star. Malik Monk, you question his ability to create his own shot. Very important in the NBA. You also become a spot-up shooter. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., knee injury, uh, lazy defense. Like, you can go down the whole list. Every, every single one of them doesn't have just a small question, a major question. So, like, I'm, I don't think there's a clear-cut player at three. I would try to trade up. I would try to trade for Przingis, or I would try to trade for a Jimmy Butler. Those are my first three options. I would try to trade the pick first, and if they can't do something, then you just I'd probably just take Josh Jackson. But I, I think they should probably try to trade the pick. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you know, when people talk about trade, I, I agree with you know if you were going to go that route. Uh, I don't. First of all, I don't think the Knicks would trade your Porzingis. You probably definitely not, make the yeah. call. But you know, a, a Butler would be better than a, a Paul George because you can't take that risk for a guy like Paul George with one year left on his deal, you know, yeah, you could have not. to give up a ton of assets yeah. and he could leave after one year. Yeah. So I agree with you there. Butler would be the better pick if you could. And I'll tell you what, at three, I, I, I like either Josh Jackson or Fox. I like both those players. I like Fox too. Um, uh, I just, man, I, I just, I, I'm just, you know what, maybe I've like, I, I'm suffering from Andre Iguodala syndrome where like, I just, I drives me nuts watching players who can't hit open jumpers. It's right. just one of my biggest pet peeves in basketball. I, I just so, but I mean, he's a, obviously a good player, very explosive slasher. Um, so you know, probably John Thomas, the Tom, this is probably going to be the first draft in a while where heading into draft night. Once they get to that third pick, I'm not going to have a guy who I desperately want. Like I wanted Embiid or Wiggins. I wanted Simmons last year. This year. I'm going to be okay if it's three or four different guys. You know, so yeah, that'll be the first time. I'll give you an, um, an overrated. What do you uh, got? Jim Nance. Jim Nance, okay. Okay, just, I'm with you. He's just like he, he thinks that just raising the volume of his voice makes his call sound exciting. Like if you don't have if you don't sound ex- like Gus Johnson sounds excited. Like for the world. he goes nuts. But Jim Nance was just like and he breaks it open. It's like no, that's not that you don't sound excited, Jim. He's the golden boy of CBS and right. I just don't think he's that good of an announcer. I'll tell you what, and I don't dis I don't dislike Jim Nance and thanks for the call, Mike. Thank you, Appreciate man. it, man. I don't dislike Jim Nance. I do think he's by far, as far as the big three, you know, play-by-play guys in the NFL, he's by far third on that list. Um, Al Michaels and Joe Buck are far better. And as far as, you know, overrated, I'll talk about underrated too. Joe Buck is underrated, in my opinion. I think Joe Buck is really good. 
And I know a lot of people hate him here because they think he hates your team. Everybody think Joe Buck, it's funny, he says that in his Twitter profile, is I don't hate your team. Because every city thinks Joe Buck hates their team because he's objective. And a lot of people want to hear, you know, they're used to homers. They're used to the the broadcasters who will, you know, call games in a way that's beneficial to their team. Joe Buck doesn't do that. I think Joe Buck's tremendous. I love when Joe Buck and Troy Aikman call games. I think Troy Troy Aikman's great too. So, and Jim Nance, it'll be interesting this year hearing him as he'll be paired with Tony Romo this year. That'll be interesting to see how Tony Romo does in the booth and Jay Cutler as well. And just looking at that week one of the Eagles schedule, Eagles playing in Washington. And when you look at the Fox schedule that day, that probably is going to be the number two game. And Jay Cutler is going to be on that number two crew. So Jay Cutler will probably be calling the Eagles opener this year. So that'll be interesting to hear Jay Cutler in the booth as well. Jay Cutler, not a very popular guy, but, uh, We'll we'll see how he is in the booth. He's got he's got a pretty attractive wife, uh, Kristen Cavallari. She was on the the hills, or no, not Laguna Beach. That was the show back in the day. It reminds me of my high school years. Laguna Beach was like this show on MTV, and Kristen Cavallari was like the bad was was like the the enemy of like the main girl in the show. I actually did watch it because everybody watched MTV back in the day. When I was in high school, everybody watched MTV. So. Even I watch that show, but she's Jay Cutler's wife. Pretty attractive girl. Let's squeeze one more in before the break. Let's go to Richie. Richie on 94 WIP. Uh, squeeze me in, TK. Here I am. All right, man. Um, I'll, go, I'll go fast. Um, no, don't don't worry. You got time, man. Okay. Uh, you're a young guy, right? I'm th- I turned 30 like two months ago. Okay. I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 46, but we both remember a guy named Vince Lombardi, right? Uh, Yeah, I know who he is. Right. Me too. I mean, I saw the documentaries. I heard the stories and everything. Here's a guy who said, he wants you on time no matter what. And really what he meant, if you had on time was 4 o'clock, he said the practice or whatever, the OTA is 4 o'clock, he really meant he wanted you there at 3.30, right? Right. And, and, uh, you know, and if you didn't comply to that, you know, you were late, even though you were early, if you get what I'm saying. And, so, and even more recent than Vince Lombardi, Tom Coughlin had that rule when he was with the Giants. You, you know, had to be five minutes early for meetings. As I'm sitting here, um, I'm, I'm writing a little note so, I, so, so I'm coherent when I talk to you, and I, and I have an arrow going to Coughlin as well. Yeah. Because, yes, he's the remnant. It was like Tom Landry and then Coughlin, like, you know, all disciples and, and, and co-workers of uh, Lombardi, that whole old school. Yo, mandatory means mandatory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On time, when he says 3 o'clock, it's 3 o'clock, not 2.30. Mandatory should mean you'd be there, and if it's not mandatory, they leave that open for interpretation. Guys like this are dinosaurs, um, uh, Lombardi and Coughlin. You even watched the old documentary where uh, Gifford, who was the all-American guy, did everything right. Even Gifford said we got sick of him. You know, you can't hold these guys. They're princes, man. They're millionaires. It's all our fault. We're giving it to them. I don't even think none of them are worth it because they're just regular men. Yeah. Um, we're holding them up to a, to a standard that's unbelievable. And it, I don't know if there's any guy in any of the leagues uh, of the major sports that, that can, that can withstand the scrutiny of being up on that uh, pedestal. Even, uh, even the great godlike uh, Tom Brady had his, uh, had his um, memory or legacy tarnished over the years with the deflate gate and all that stuff. It's just, it's too much, dude. I understand like the debate. And all this, I, I, you know, we live in America. I, I enjoy a good debate. That's why I like calling you guys. 
Um, and, like, we know South Philly from on the corner. Everybody's debating, you know, about sports or, or whatever the topic is. I enjoy a good debate. But, look, it's Memorial Day. Let's be to- topical here. It's Memorial Day. Our fathers and grandfathers and uncles fought for us to be free. Yeah, so absolutely. And, you know, we're in a corporate America, and, and, and the word free now is even, like, uh, you know, argumentative. Like, you know, right. there, it, there's a fine line between, you know. But what I'm trying to say is you can't cru- crucify a guy or over-criticize him just because he didn't go to a non-mandatory meeting. It was not mandatory. If right. it was mandatory, then maybe we can crit- criticize him. Yeah, you know but, what I'm saying? But, Richie, my whole thing is, you know, you say you want to be a leader. You say you want to be one of the guys who's looked up to on this team and in that locker room, I feel like, you know, you should be held to a higher standard. And I don't think it's impossible for people to be held to a higher standard these days. And I think, I think he, he easily could have gone to this bottom line. He could have gone to it. He made a you conscious know, I, decision that he didn't want to. I, you know what? I might sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but I agree with you in a perfect world. That's what we want. We want a guy that's going to be a supposed leader. He's going to, He's going to do all the things that, you know, Vince Lombardi would be proud of. But, dude, that's not the world we live in. These guys drunk, drink and drive. They don't call the Uber. They don't call the, the, the standby driver that every team has. They get in trouble. Why? I don't know. They're retarded. That's not ever. Uh, and thanks for the call, Richie. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with all that. I, I don't think that these guys, you know, not, not everybody, not, not all athletes, you know, act the wrong way that's just I mean that's not the way it is that's that's an unfair blanket statement to make you know and, and I I don't agree that guys can't be held to a higher standard they can and they should in my opinion you know a guy like Fletcher Cox when you're getting paid that money and you you have said you want to be the franchise guy you get held to a higher standard and that's the bottom line and, that, and that's totally different conversation than guys acting up off the field I'm not saying Fletcher, Fletcher Cox has not had any issues off the field this isn't about that that has, has nothing to do with that and you know, I, 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 you know, not not all. And as far as the, to his point, you know, not all players do that. Not all players, you know, act the wrong way. That's that's a that's a blanket statement. That's you know, that's not that's not the way it is. But um, I'd love to hear your opinions on the Fletcher Cox thing. Do you think he should have been in camp, and would you have given him the contract in retrospect? And also, your overrated people. Mine is uh, Bruce uh, Springsteen and Doc Emmerich. The hockey announcer, and also one of my underrated people, Joe Buck, who I'm sure you know a lot of people get on me about that. A lot of people hate Joe Buck, and I think Joe Buck is tremendous. I love him doing baseball, I love him doing football, and anytime he's calling a game with Troy Aikman, uh, whenever they're doing a Phillies game, I'm always happy about it. So, uh, love your opinions on Joe Buck as well. 888 729 9494 pound 9494 on your ATT and Verizon cell. When we get back, something absolutely crazy happened last night outside my apartment. And I'll, 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 t- I'll tell you about that when we get back. It was pretty crazy. We'll also get to all your calls. All you guys hang on right there. We'll get to you after the break. But uh, something nuts happened outside my apartment last night about 11 o'clock. And I'll fill you in on that uh, when we return. I'm Tom Kelly. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TommyKelly44. Tweet me. Follow me. Uh, whatever. I'll try to interact with you during the show if you can't call in. WIP Sports Time, 346. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get back to the phones in one second, but I got to tell you real quick about interesting event that happened um, last night. 
It's like 11 o'clock. I'm sitting on my couch. Uh, girlfriend's away down the shore, so I have the place to myself, which is pretty nice, watching a little Game of Thrones. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm um, insane with Game of Thrones. I go back and rewatch the series every year before the show starts. I got to hurry up. I'm only on season three, and there's six, six seasons, so I got to get through it before July 16th when it starts. But sitting there watching Game of Thrones, and I hear this guy... I hear the yelling from outside my apartment and it, 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 it you know, sometimes I, I live at 12th and pine in the city. So, you know, you'll hear yelling a lot, so, but, but when it goes on for more than a couple minutes, it, it's a little, you know, I'm like, what's going on out there? It's, it's, this guy should, if it's somebody walking by I'd normally be gone by now. So I walk over to my window and I see, this dude's standing in the middle of the intersection at 12th and Pine. He's got black dress pants on, dress shoes on, no shirt. And this is like a big dude, probably in his mid-30s. And he's like directing traffic. And he's like telling people to stop, telling people to go, and you know, and talking to pedestrians. And at first, he seems kind of harmless, and I'm I was kind of laughing. I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, this guy must just had a little too much to drink, you know. Should be fine, but he becomes like he's getting a little more, you know, aggressive. And I'm thinking at this point, okay, maybe I should call the cops. And then this car comes down, stops at a red light. This dude walks up the hood of the car, like literally walks up the hood of the car, and he all of a sudden, like, starts kicking the windshield. He starts trying to talk to these people, and then he's kicking the windshield. Literally trying to kick in the windshield of this dude's car. I think he had a girl in the front seat or something. And then what happens next, Caesar? You, I mean, this it's something out of a movie. Yeah, were there, I was going to ask, were there, were there movie cameras around that you didn't see? No, were I, they shooting something? In retrospect, I probably should have taken a video on my phone. I mean, I, I well, I'm upset with myself because I probably should have called the cops is what I should have done. No, you should have world started first, then you should have called the right, cops. Right, right. Yeah, that's probably the best option. But so... Then, literally, this guy starts speeding because, you know, he's trying to get this dude off his car. Which yeah, I totally, the maniac is batching yeah, his window in. I totally understand. So he's speeding, and you see this guy just clinging to the roof of his car. <laughs> like, the, like Terminator 2 with it the, was the, the most, villain. It was the most insane thing i ever seen. So then I walk over to my other window, and the, the car speeds, and all of a sudden this guy comes stumbling back into the intersection, I mean, this guy was indestructible. This car, you know, um, I guess the car went, I, I couldn't see exactly what happened, but the guy must have got, gotten off the car, comes stumbling back up. Then there's a, a restaurant across the street. He starts walking. People are sitting outside. And then I'm, I'm literally, I have my phone in the hand about to call the cops. I hear somebody calling the cops from outside. The restaurant must have called them as well. Then I, he's walking down, and I hear people saying, grab him, grab him, and a bunch of people grab this guy, tackle him to the ground. At that point, I'm going outside because I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. Walk outside, cops come, people are holding this dude down. They go up, and they're like, they're going to tase him, they're going to tase him. They tase this guy, and he's still just like, it was unbelievable. It took six cops wow. to Sick. subdue this guy, yeah, arrest him. And, and by the way, great job by by the Philadelphia police department, because this guy was, you know, danger. And at, because at first you didn't realize how dangerous this situation was. And in retrospect, you know, I, I, th- I mean, I think the restaurant probably called the cops immediately, but it's, 
it was just insane. And there was a huge group of people standing around. It was, it was pretty crazy. And I, none of the, I, I didn't see it picked up anywhere on the news or anything, but it was, um, it was one of the more insane situations I've ever seen. But Yeah. At first it seemed like he was doing something nice. He was directing traffic. Right. Not that you need that, but then it seemed that it picked up a little bit, got a little, little more violent. Thing. Right. At first, I mean, it seemed harmless enough, but it escalated quickly and it was scary. And I'm just glad, you know, nobody got seriously hurt as far as I know. I didn't, I, I figure, you know, if some, something really bad happened, you would have seen it on the news or something. I, I actually searched the internet today looking for an arrest report and I didn't, couldn't find anything, but, um, yeah, it was it was insane. It was uh, you see things in the city, but I never seen anything like that. I've lived in the city, you know, probably for seven years. So that was that was pretty nuts. The first time for everything. At least you got a story. Yeah, I got I a guess. story out of and it. And other people uh, got the story too. Yeah, uh, it was it was insane though. But um, yeah, I just had to share that with the audience because that was that was one of the crazier things I've ever seen in my life. But eight 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 seven two nine nine four nine four pound nine four nine four on your AT and T. And Verizon Cell talking Fletcher Cox. And if you feel the way I do, which is I think it's inexcusable he's not at OTAs. I know they're optional technically, but I feel like he should be here. Bottom line, you're a leader of the team. He should be here. In retrospect, I don't know if I would have um, signed him that deal. Really has nothing to do with the OTAs. Just after the year he had, I think it might have been the better option to explore a trade and possibly save that money and and get get some picks. So, uh that, along with your overrated people, mine, Bruce Springsteen and Doc Emmerich, my underrated person, Joe Buck, would love to get that from me as well. Let's get back to the phones. We'll go to Tony. Tony, you're on 94 WIP. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I really Good. think you got it hard on with this guy, Cox, man. Oh, yeah? I want to ask you, yeah, I mean, because I, I listened to your show last week when you filled in for Big Daddy. And, um, okay. I remember, I don't know if it was on your show or on Big Daddy's show, but somebody called in, a caller called in and said that he was like a neighbor to Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. And he said that Fletcher Cox actually came in four or five times this month on his own. Yeah, I don't it, think that was my show, Tony. I don't remember yeah, that. I mean, no, I, yeah, yeah, but um, also, you got to realize, he, he's with his family, right? And yeah. you don't know this is the last opportunity he's going to be with his kids before he go to training camp Tony, you know, for a whole solid week. He had four, he had four months, man. I mean, he had four I months know, off. He could have done this at any point. You got to realize you don't know if this guy's wife works or whatever, which he can take the time off. Or, like I said, his kids might just got out of school. Yeah, but I mean, I mean he also had a spring break, but, you know, it's still in all. Tony, That's people take kids to do that. People take kids out of school to go on vacation all the time. A kid can, honestly, and I know education's important. A kid can, me, can miss a week of school, and they're going to be fine. Fletcher Cox makes $60 million. His wife man, can miss a week of work. It sounds like you're making about the money, man. Come on. You, every time you say something, he makes that amount of money. That's his option to do. Like the guys called in two times, well, just before Mike. If he came in and hurt himself, we wouldn't okay. be talking about him missing out well, you know, Tony, the OTAs. Okay, Tony, you say this isn't about the money. If he's not making the kind of money he is, is he at OTAs right now? I think there's no doubt he is. Yeah, because he's probably working for a job. Right, exactly. You know, so, see, he, so basically he gets paid and he's satisfied now is the way I look at it. Well, I think the Eagles paid him too much any darn way. Well, I do too. And that's, you know, you know, looking back on it, I do too. But the bottom line is, man, when you're getting paid that kind of money, and I know, you know, they get paid a lot of money. I get that. But if you're a franchise player, you say you want to be the leader. 
I feel like you should be there. And that's that's my opinion. And, and I, you know, I appreciate your opinion as well. I just I just think he should be there. Bottom line. Well, I think, you know, that caller was telling the truth. And the guy came in on his own fruition without having to be there. That's a good thing in itself, wouldn't you say? What was that? Can you say that again? The guy, Fletcher Cox came in. Cause remember I told you about the caller and said he, um, he had came in about four or five times this month. Right. Before the well, OTAs, wouldn't yeah. you think that'd be nice? A yeah, nice, it, nice it would. But you know, guys show up for off season. The guys work out in the in the uh, facility all the time. The off season, they should be there. And that's the thing. He, but if he's going there on his own time, like why can't he be there when the rest of the team's there and they're actually doing work for the season and trying to get something accomplished? You know, I feel. You know, I think this is. It's not going to. In the end, will it affect their record this year? Probably no. not. But the no. bottom line is, I, I just think it's when you're a leader of a team and you're a franchise-type player, I feel like you should be in camp. That's the bottom line. I don't even think he's the leader of the defense, to tell you the truth. No, I, I, think, think, uh, I, think, I think it's I think Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins and Jordan Hicks. Yeah, I agree. I think they're more related. I agree, Tony. As far as the overrating of uh, Bruce yeah. Springsteen, I think Bruce Springsteen nationally is overrated. Okay. But locally, he's an icon. Yeah, and it's the Jersey thing, man. You that's, know, Jersey, South Jersey, yeah. Philadelphia, New York. Still like Billy Joel and Bon Jovi. Yeah, that's and, what it's all about. Yeah, and I appreciate the call, Tony. Thanks, man. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, I, that is the thing with Bruce Springsteen. It's different local people really take offense locally because in Jersey, he is like the end all be all. Like he's like the Pope in Jersey. Bruce Springsteen. People love that guy. Even like. My family is all from Pennsylvania, and like, I I I was just telling my mom before I did did the show, I was texting back and forth with her. I told her I was going to say Bruce Springsteen's overrated, and she's a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. She said, "Don't say that. Don't you dare say that about Bruce." And it's like people of that era, like they adore this guy. Like you can't say anything bad about him, you know. And in this area especially, they just. They love Bruce Springsteen. Let's get one more in here before the break. Marlon in West Philly. Marlon, what's up, man? You're on the WIP. What's up, big guy? How you doing? Good. How you doing, Marlon? Yeah. Um, first things first, uh, I'm in complete agreement with you about Fletcher Cox. He got paid. I mean, he's talking about he's going to be a leader at everything. He lead by example. Right. And his, I mean, like you said, he's making $60 million. He's making $60 million, okay? His wife can take, his wife can afford to take time off from where he can afford to yank his kids out of school. Come on now. Right. And, and you know, people take their kids out of school for a week all the time. So I've heard that excuse a lot, a lot over the past week that, you know, the kid, kids might have just gotten done school. People pull their kids out for vacation all the time. My parents pulled me out a couple times. You know, it happens. And then, Oh, a kid yeah. misses a week of school. It's it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, you know that his credibility as leader is shot. Before I get to my overrated guys, um, I want I want to tell you, as far as the draft goes, just out of sheer spite, I hope the Celtics draft Lonzo Ball and they hold the Lakers up for like you know multiple draft picks and players and everything so they can get them. Just out of spite. Yeah, I, I and you know Lonzo Ball, man. Did you see he he won't work out for the Celtics, but he'll consider working out for the Sixers. Like, he'll consider working out for the Sixers. No, no thanks. Uh, I'll, I, I don't want Lonzo Ball. Precisely, precisely. As far as the overrated guys go, you know, I had I had one in mind, but then you mentioned another one. Okay. The one I had, the one I had originally was Dick Vitale. 
Okay. Oh, I I so agree with you on that, Marlon. He's a diaper dandy. He's a diaper dandy. Jesus. Oh, shit. It cracks me up because nine times out of ten, the guys he talks about saying, oh, he's a diaper dandy. He's going to be a whole same player and everything. They wash out. Yeah. Okay. And the other overrated guy, you guys talked about him, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. In Dallas or what? Because everybody thought he was the next coming. He's so great. He never won a stinking playoff game. Yeah, and I got to tell you what, what annoys me, Marlon, because I'm a huge... I'm a huge Donovan McNabb guy. Like I am, I was Donovan's biggest fan. I will defend Donovan McNabb forever. I think he was, uh, he's the most underappreciated athlete in the history of this town. And when people, you know, national people say Tony, talk about Tony Romo for the Hall of Fame, and I don't think Donovan's a Hall of Famer either, but people talk about Tony Romo for the Hall of Fame over Donovan McNabb. That is so absurd to me that I I just, you know, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. If you remember some years ago, when he had a playoff game, instead of studying with studying the playbook, he went on vacation with Jessica Simpson. Remember that? Tony, right? That's right. That's right. He did. That's right. The yeah. old Jessica and Simpson came, gate. Yeah, and he came back and they blew the game. So yeah. Tony Romo, when people talk about, oh, he's great, he's this and that. Like, when's the last time he won a playoff game? When's the last, I mean, he's put up good season numbers and everything. And then you turn around, every time you turn around, he's got turf toe. He's got a broken pinky. He's you know he's in traction. I mean, come on now, really, <laughs> Tony Romo. And, and the way the way everybody was anticipating, like you know, he's like the biggest, going to be the biggest, like freezing quarterback out there and everything. I'm like, somebody get me a bucket, please. Bro. Yeah, I, I hear you, and I appreciate the call, Marlon. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, the thing with Tony Romo is, I actually think he has a chance to be good at this TV thing. I really do. Which is, uh, you know, I don't know why. Because he's not the most, you know, entertaining guy. He doesn't give you the the best, you know, interviews, best sound bites. I just have a feeling he's going, I mean, anybody will be better than Phil Simms. Phil Simms was atrocious. And I'm so glad he's gone that I, th- but I think Tony Romo could be good. I really do. I think he has a chance. I don't know. You don't I, think so, I, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like you said, what what great press conferences has he done? Yeah. Did he get the job because of that press conference he had last year, like anointing Dak Prescott? Like, are you serious? That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be a good teammate. I, it's crazy. I think he got the job just because he's Tony Romo. I think uh, that's ultimately it. I think, that, and they love these guys who were fresh off the field. I think that's why Romo got the job, and that's why uh, yeah, Jay Cutler got yeah. the job too. It, it's funny. My overrated player or whatever was going to be Tony Romo. Yeah, and uh, it's funny that you brought up McNabb. I've always called Romo. He's a poor man's McNabb. Yeah. He's that's that's what he is. And and it's like I, I'm not the biggest McNabb fan, but how how the hell can Tony Romo get considered for the Hall of Fame over over McNabb? It's ridiculous. It is. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, and and you know Tony Romo, he had good numbers and he was a good quarterback. I'm not going to say he wasn't a good quarterback. He was, but he had so many big turnovers at big times. He, I mean. And he came up small when it counted in the playoffs. He really did. A couple of years when that team, you know, they were really good. That 07 year when they lost to the Giants, they were the one seed, and he had a bad game that day, and and they lost. That was a, that was you know Tony Romo's chance, and and he squandered it as he did a lot of times in the playoffs. Eight 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 seven two nine nine four nine four pound nine four nine four on your AT and T and Verizon cell. Late for the break. We'll hit the break. We'll get back. We'll get get all you guys on the phone. Continue talking Fletcher Cox. Also. Your overrated people out there can be music, sports, entertainment, 
anything you want. I want your overrated people. Some new topics as well in the 4 o'clock hour. I'm Tom Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at TommyKelly44, WIP Sports Time 407. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.